For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Didici. You're listening to Daybreak. As the Biden team prepares an agenda for their White House, President Trump continues to deny the results of the presidential election, while the Senate and the rest of the world remain in flux. It's Thursday, November 12th. President Trump continues to publicly refute the results of last Tuesday's presidential election, pushing baseless claims of widespread voter fraud. Despite a lack of evidence, the Trump campaign has continued to file lawsuits, which, even if successful, would only marginally impact vote tallies. For example, a major case filed by the president's lawyers in Pennsylvania contests the state Supreme Court's decision to allow mail-in ballots arriving up to three days after Election Day to be counted. Such ballots reportedly make up around 10,000 votes total, while President-elect Biden's lead in the state stands at just over 50,000 votes even without these late ballots. Other litigation filed by the Trump campaign thus far has had strikingly little success. Again in Pennsylvania, a Trump lawyer asked a judge to issue an emergency order to stop the count, alleging that Republican observers had been barred from the vote counting rooms. After the lawyer admitted that a non-zero number of Republican observers were, in fact, present, Judge Paul Diamond replied, quote, I'm sorry, then what's your problem? In the camp of the president-elect, Biden's team affirmed that fighting climate change is a key priority for the new administration. A 300-page report called the Climate 21 Project was recently presented to the transition team. The report had been written by former staffers of President Obama. The plan aims to take the federal government's efforts against climate change beyond just environmental agencies and make it more interdepartmental, with departments like state, agriculture, and treasury addressed in the plan. Additionally, President-elect Biden made sure to mention climate change when on congratulatory calls with European leaders, a further sign that his administration will prioritize the issue. However, the incoming administration may be facing a hostile Senate come January. Yesterday, Republicans Dan Sullivan and Tom Tillis were declared winners of their races in Alaska and North Carolina, bringing the tally of red seats in the Senate to 50. This leaves the balance of power in the chamber entirely in the hands of Georgia voters, as the pair of January runoffs in their state will determine whether Republicans will have a majority. In other election headlines, Georgia's Secretary of State has ordered a hand recount of all ballots, though this isn't expected to alter the outcome in the state. Biden leads there by more than 14,000 votes. In Ethiopia, the Tigrayan crisis continued to escalate yesterday, as the regional government ordered residents of the region to mobilize to fight against what they're calling flagrant aggression of the federal government. Hundreds have been killed since the conflict began in the middle of last week, and aid agencies warned that up to 200,000 refugees could flee from the region into Sudan. In China, tensions continue to mount over the future of democracy in Hong Kong. Four pro-democracy lawmakers were ejected from the region's legislature on Wednesday, prompting the resignation of the remaining 15 pro-democracy members of the body in solidarity. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by David Malevsky and Eli Costa, and produced under the 144th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, Class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Dudici. Have a wonderful day.